Hello and welcome to the JB Loves Beer podcast, featuring reviews, reactions and opinions on all things beer. Join me, JB, on my odyssey through the world of craft IPAs, pails, stouts and saisons. Episode number five. This week, I'm swivelling my eyes and taste buds to North London to check out some delightful brews from Pressure Drop. I first sank a half of Pressure Drop's Hefeweizen about four years ago in Brewdog Soho and remember thinking that Wu Gang Chops the Tree was well-balanced and fun. But it wouldn't be until they moved their brewery and taproom to Tottenham Hale that I would really discover the depth of their talent. At first their beer was available only in bottles, but more recently they've started to produce Tallboys, which is what I feel has really allowed their Ace Can Art and Top Draw Hop Juice to really shine. Furthermore, Pressure Drop have partnered with the illustrious Verdant to open a taproom in Hackney known as The Experiment, and by Jove, what a mighty partnership it is. I've only managed to make the pilgrimage eastward once, and I would heartily recommend it to anyone looking for chilled out vibes and quality craft ales. But introductions now done, let's get the review machine rolling. Sauntering in first is Tambourine Mountain, a 5.8% ABV New England Pale Ale. Dancing out of the can and into the glass, a yellow like the face of the sun, presenting a perfect disc of miniature Samite bubbles. There is a lot of pithy bitterness assaulting the nostrils on first sniff, hinting lemons and limes. The flavour was sweeter than anticipated, tinned peaches and fruit salad with a cushiony roundedness. The juiciness to finish leaves one salivating. It's a solid 3.25 out of 5. Sliding in second is Pam, a seasonal sour with rhubarb and red currant, measuring out at a 3.8% in terms of ABV. The artwork is all about some cheeky maiden scrumping for fruits or something like that. And this is cheeky, sessionable, sour. And to be fair, it all fits. Poured a dark pink gold, effectively flat barring the odd residual bubble, this seemed to hold its freshness from the fridge chill in a way that IPAs and pails generally don't. Light as you like in all respects, light tartness on the nose, feather-like touches of berries and herbs to taste, refreshing but with no lingering flavours to mention. 2.75 out of 5 for Pam. And skidding in third is Pressure Drops House Beer and Old Familiar Pale Fire. This is a 4.8% ABV American Pale Ale, the likes of which every good pub worth its salt should have on tap. Opaque with quiet haze, a loose foamy head, it's straw coloured and citrus scented. There's a nice mix of grapefruit and dry bitterness on drinking here, which scratches an itch you didn't know you had. It's 3 out of 5 from me. So there we have three steady brews from Pressure Drop. None of which will rock your world or shake up your life, but all are respectable and enjoyable. I feel I should make an honourable mention of Pressure Drop's recent collaboration with Daya of last week's podcast fame. Two weeks in Florida double IPA was simply gorgeous, from the vaporwave can art to the thick, dank, hoppy milkshake within. I managed to grab a can a couple of Fridays ago whilst out for dinner, but in all the excitement of gunning it due to its deliciousness, I forgot both to take a picture of it 
or to adequately note its qualities. However, all is not lost. This weekend just gone, whilst I was down in Brighton visiting a range of wonderful establishments, I was able to find a can. And so sure enough, I'm going to publish a more traditional review of it this week on my Instagram at jblovesbeer. So keep an eye out for that. Now, to go back to this idea of being busy, as I said, I recently visited Brighton. Whenever I go to visit a new town, I always do my research and look around online and star things on Google for where I might want to visit in terms of places with the tastiest craft brews and nice food. And sure enough, I came across one place known as Brighton Beer House, where I managed to try a New England IPA, which was their Imperial Freshman, and that was made by Brighton Beer. Now, I mention all of that because I'm going to give you a review of the place that I did in the moment whilst I was there at the weekend. However, whilst I was in the moment, I managed to get a bit flummoxed and forget some of the details. So just to reiterate there, I'm reviewing here Imperial Freshman from Brighton Beer in Brighton Beer House. Anyway, see what you think. So here I am at the Brighton Beer House, which is a pub in Brighton. I uh, popped down this weekend with the family to have an afternoon tea. But before we do that, I thought it would be an opportunity to grab a beer and see what it's all about. So my understanding is the beer house is also a brewery. I think it's called Brighton Brewery. I actually have to check it out. I should have really done my research, I guess. Uh, and this tends to be or is the kind of tap room for the brewery. Uh, at the moment, I'm enjoying their kind of New England IPA, which is called... can't remember. I have to look it up and add it at another point. But the pub itself, very nice. Obviously, everything you would expect from kind of a modern brew pub. Uh, everything's stalls. There's quite a lot of seating. Um, and there seems to be about 15 lines, I would say, in terms of keg. There's also some stuff which is not beer. So if you're bringing people who aren't beer drinkers, they're going to be absolutely catered for. There's also uh, hot dogs on offer and other foods as well. There's a kind of chiller cabinet, so if you want some bottled bits, you've got that as well. So all in all, a nice little space, well decorated, kind of light, airy, um, and the beer itself, very good indeed. So I would recommend it if you find yourself down on the south coast, Brian Beer House, check it out. In addition to my travels down to the south coast, I also had the opportunity to go somewhere more in my backyard. That is We Brought Beer in 2T Market. Whilst I was there, had the opportunity to sink a nice couple of cans, in particular some stuff from Northern Monk and Cloudwater. And so I took the opportunity also to do a short review. So let's see what you think of this. So here I am in Tootin Market, one of my favourite haunts. I'm currently at We Brought Beer, which is a bottle shop and can shop. It's uh, one of two branches that it has. It also has a branch in Ballam, which is actually the mothership, I believe. To be fair, it also had a third branch, which was in Clapham, which recently closed down due to some issue with the landlord, I think it was. Um, generally speaking, it's a very kind of popular business, does very well for itself. It's got a good kind of online profile and following. Um, in terms of its offer, it's got uh, two chiller cabinets here full of cans from all over the UK, Europe and indeed the world actually. It's also got three lines of kegs available, um, usually obviously very fresh stuff, stuff that you're going to want to kind of come down and taste when you can. And it also has the option to fill up your growler. So We Brought Beer, great place to hang out, really nice stuff on offer. The people who work here are always very, very friendly. So, you know, if you obviously know what it is that you want, then you come in and you just grab what you need and have a chat about that. Otherwise, if you're kind of like, well, I've got kind of some ideas about what I would like, they would, of course, give you some advice. And if you have absolutely no idea what you want, then once again, they're 
uh, well up for helping you in that regard. Uh, what's quite useful about We Brought Beer in Tutti Market is it does have its own little seating area, but uh, actually there's kind of some sort of more general seating that you can access, um, and that's available to people who are using not just the bottle shop, but also a range of other businesses that are here. And the food in Tutti Market is pretty varied, so you can eat a whole range of different bits and pieces whilst taking a seat and enjoying some tasty brews and you only pay 50 pence corkage I think it is so generally speaking I think that's pretty good so overall we, we brought beer you know top banana well uh, liked in my regard and I'm sure that if you ever get the opportunity to visit it you'll enjoy it too uh, I look forward in future perhaps uh, having the opportunity to review the Ballam shop as well and maybe have a bit of an interview with some of the staff there it could be fun uh, but otherwise, you know, I would highly recommend that if you find yourself in the Tooting era, check it out. We brought beer in Tooting Market. Time now for a short opinion piece about the goings-on in the craft beer world, mainly in London, but generally speaking the UK-wide. First off, I thought it was worth mentioning what's happened to Red Church Brewery. Now, Red Church Brewery... Uh, it's a kind of, or was, a East London outfit, although I believe it also has links to Essex. And this was a brewery that was kind of making waves on the scene a few years ago, but then went completely quiet. I mean, you could find their bottles in places like Marks and Spencer, but very rarely did you ever see it on tap, or did I ever see it on tap in town. Now, this said, the things that I've had from them were always you know, nice, they were fine, they weren't special. I know they then branched out to doing some more sort of um, spontaneously fermented stuff, kind of Belgian-style stuff, I think it was farmhouse stuff, um, although I never managed to actually get hold of that myself, but I've seen online some positive reviews. Now, uh, very recently, they decided they were going to go for a bit of expansion, and so they decided to do some crowdfunding. Now, this should sound like a very familiar theme, because it's something I've mentioned previously in previous episodes of this podcast. Sadly, the crowdfunding has not worked for them, they've gone into administration, they've already found a buyer, and they've sold themselves to that buyer, which has meant that they're now going to close down their East London establishment and move fully to Essex and really concentrate on their kind of core range and that sort of thing. So once again, as far as I'm concerned, this seems to be another kind of nail in the coffin for the whole crowdfunding process when it comes to you know, running a brewery or expanding a brewery for that matter. But it's just interesting to see yet another one of these examples happen in such short um, succession. Now, obviously, I wish them the best, and you know, maybe we'll see a kind of uh, rejuvenation of the Red Church Brewery brand, and maybe their stuff's going to be out there and it's going to be fabulous. So, you know, I'll keep my eyes open and I'll keep my options open, and I will be open-minded. But uh, crowdfunding—it's definitely, definitely dead. Next M, let's think about House of Cans. House of Cans is a small can shop that's opened up just north of King's Cross in this kind of new development area that they've been working on for, I think, the best part of a decade. Now, I haven't had the opportunity to visit it, and I am kind of excited to go visit it, especially because this week just gone, there's been a bit of controversy about House of Cans in particular with regards to their sort of online persona, uh, a number of sort of people who had visited it seem to get quite upset by the fact that if you go to the House of Cans they only sell cans um, and that they don't offer any glassware so you either have to drink the beer out of the can or you have to drink the can out of a kind of paper cup and people seem to think that this was unsatisfactory um, and House of Cans have kind of responded to this criticism online um, in a sort of slightly defensive manner suggesting that as far as they're concerned this is their kind of uh, USP and that they're going to stick to their guns and this is what they're all about 
and uh, in particular sort of um, cohort of sort of camera type people seemed very upset with them online and suggested that they had poor customer service and this sort of thing. Now, um, I actually feel like I'm on House of Cannes' side with this one because they've come up with a plan, an idea, which is we're going to sell beer only in cans, we're going to have a very, very kind of small establishment and this is what we do. So come drink our cans or I suppose I could buy them or someone could buy them and take them away but they're not going to do glassware and I suppose it means that they're going to save on the washing and save on the, um, you know, the cleaning up and tidying and what if someone just you know pours light into a glass and then walked off into the rest of the kind of marketplace that they're kind of situated in they're going to have to chase all those glasses down and there's lots of evidence as well I've been reading online about different tap rooms saying that their branded glasses get stolen every weekend and this sort of thing so I can kind of see where they're coming from but perhaps the presentation of their argument wasn't that great and a few kind of influencer type heavyweight people on the beer twitter scene have kind of said some negative stuff about them but once again going to keep an open mind and go visit it i personally don't have a problem drinking out of the can uh, in particular a couple of years ago when i went to visit ghost whale in brixton they did this whole thing where they were selling single cans of heady topper i think it was from the alchemist in america and on the side of the can it said please drink out of the can because we feel that that's how you're going to enjoy the beer the best. So, especially with very hoppy beers, maybe just drinking straight from the tall boy is the way to go. Finally, I thought it's also worth mentioning uh, the recent kind of controversy also around Brewdog. Now, I've got to say straight away that I'm an equity punk, so I have my shares in Brewdog and I enjoy my 15% off whenever I get the opportunity to go. I know a lot of people have some very negative views about Brewdog, but you know, as far as I can, I'm concerned, they're kind of the craft beer Weatherspoons, and I'm quite happy to access them and buy their goods, and they're not all amazing, but many of them are very good, better than other things that are out there and that are kind of more easily to obtain for a similar price. So long may Brewdog rain, the good shop Brewdog uh, is good for me. But anyway, their advert, this is a big deal because very famously the kind of hot head honchos of Brewdog said that they would never spend any money on advertising, that they'd rather burn the money, well, they've gone and done it. They've spent money on advertising, in particular a big advert, which is just a white background saying advert with a can of um, Punk IPA in the middle of it. I happened to see this as I got up very early in the morning. This weekend just gone to watch the final episode of Game of Thrones and halfway through one of the advert breaks, there it was, a kind of 50 second advert where they were playing some very heavy metal, I think it was Meshuggah, over the top. And all you have is just that image of white background, black text in the can. I actually thought it was quite sort of representative of them as a brand. Is it punk? I don't know. It's out there, it's unusual, it's not too, you know, detailed, they haven't gone to, you know, loads and loads of effort, they haven't put on a big show. I quite like the simplicity of it and as far as I'm concerned, don't really have an issue with them advertising, but I don't know, maybe I'm getting soft or maybe I'm losing kind of my own punk element in that regard. But there we go, there we have it. A few opinions on some key activities in the world of craft. Let me know what you think. Hit me up. So that's it from me this week. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, I'll be reviewing three beers from Unbarred. If you have any thoughts, opinions on either my opinions or anything to do with the podcast or ideas that you would like to share with me, then catch me on Instagram at jblovesbeer, Twitter at jblovesbeer, or untapped at jblovesbeer underscore. Till next time, that's it. Thank you very much.